Welcome to High Beam, a BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast produced by Kiwi Rider, celebrating 40 years of GS. Join us at the GS Rally, Wided Upper, November 2020, in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GS Rally NZ. That's G-S-R-A-L-L-Y-E-N-Z. With the success of two generations of GS machines under their belt, BMW Motorrad turned to further expand its GS offerings for the 1993 model year. With the headline R-Series GS growing in both size and capacity once again, with the move to an all-new 1100cc engine for the 1993 R1100 GS, BMW saw a need for a more manageable, smaller offering. The result was the first single-cylinder BMW in over 25 years, the F650 GS. Making its debut in the 1993 Frankfurt Motor Show, the F650 GS was initially offered as a road-biased machine called the F650 Strada. BMW then tweaked the formula slightly to create the F650 Fungiro, which increased the size of the front wheel to 19 inches and stretched the wheelbase a further 20 millimeters. The Fungiro also scored more ground clearance and a seat height which was 25mm taller than the Strata, while a higher front fairing topped off the GS-style go-anywhere additions to the platform. Even if it didn't get the GS badge in itself until the second generation. With the F650 taking BMW Motorrads into technologies that hadn't been utilised in 27 years, the company teamed up with Italian firm Aprilia for production and Austrian engine manufacturer Rotax for the 652cc single-cylinder engine. The last time BMW had produced a single-cylinder motorcycle was in the 1960s and 1966 R27, which was a 250cc class machine with BMW's signature shaft drive. The F650 not only brought a much larger thumper into the mix, but also made a firm departure from BMW's trusty shaft drive technology with the utilisation of an O-ring chain. Since BMW looked to the F650 platform as the entry to the Motorrad family, the use of a chain actually makes sense as it's much cheaper to produce than the shaft drive, even if it is at the cost of maintenance convenience. Visually, the original F650 was very similar to its Aprilia counterpart, the Pegaso, with plastic bodywork and that great jelly bean styling that so well defines machines of the 90s. Forward indicators were mounted into the fairing, while a small windscreen takes some of the pressure of the wind off the rider's chest. The design even came with a rather exciting colour palette, with lime green in addition to the more popular red, black and white offerings offered by BMW Motorrad. BMW continued production of the F650 Fungiro through to 1999 with minimal changes. In 1995, a centre stand became standard equipment on the Fungiro, while in 1997, BMW launched a revised road-going variant dubbed the F650 Strata. BMW first tasted success at the infamous Paris-Dakar rally in 1981 with the original R80G-S, and if you want to know more about that story, wrap your ears around episode 2 of High Beam. BMW took four wins at the gruelling rally, including a hat-trick of wins between 1983 and 1985 before fading out of the sport. 
With the lightweight F650 platform, the brand was in with a chance to taste victory in Africa once again. Dubbed the F650RR, BMW Motorrad fully transformed the mild-mannered F650 into a fire-breathing race bike with 75 horsepower and enough fuel load to ride to the moon and back. Debuting at the 1999 Granada to Dakar rally, BMW's F650RR took Frenchman Richard Sankt to overall victory at the gruelling rally. At the end of the rally, the bike was stripped down and found to be very close to critical failures due to the harsh riding conditions. With lessons learned, BMW returned to the Dakar rally in the year 2000, which ran from Dakar and Senegal to Cairo and Egypt, after the rally had to be rerouted due to competitors being robbed at gunpoint in the 1999 rally. Not only did Richard Sankt return to the top of the podium with the F650RR, the BMW team also cleaned up the rally with a nearly unheard of first, second and third clean sweep of the podium with Spanish rider Oscar Gallardo taking the second place 32 minutes behind Sankt, followed by American Jimmy 20 minutes later. BMW later pulled out of the Dakar rally with the F650RR no longer being deemed as competitive as KTM's competition started its dominance of the rally. In BMW's place, European manufacturer Turatec picked up the flag and developed the F650R rally platform, which became a faithful steed to many riders entering the Dakar rally without the massive budgets of factory team backing. After all, part of the challenge of the Dakar isn't winning, it's simply making it to the finish line. This was the bike utilised by Charlie Borman in the documentary series Race to Dakar. BMW Motorrad revised the F650 platform for the year 2000 with its second generation F650. While the designation remained the same as well as the size of the bike's single-cylinder engine, BMW carried over little from the first iteration of the F650 into the new millennium. At the time of its release, BMW touted the F650 GS as the most sophisticated single-cylinder motorcycle in the world. Not only did the F650 GS, which finally officially brought the middleweight machines into the legendary GS family, boast fuel injection rather than a carburetor, but it also offered switchable ABS braking as an optional extra. However, perhaps the biggest change of the F650 GS came in the form of its fuel system. Not only was the bike now fuel injected, but the whole fuel tank had also been moved from the traditional position atop the engine to underneath the seat. The idea behind moving the fuel load away from the traditional position came down to weight distribution, with the bike being less top-heavy than its predecessor. It's something we're seeing a lot in the modern era, with bikes not only having their tanks in the rear, but also low alongside the engine, like a rally bike to further optimise weight distribution and handling. The remaining tweaks are BMW taking heed of customers' comments, hence the very narrow span of the new adjustable levers, improved luggage rack and a jump start point and power socket to access the battery without having to take the bike apart. For the more adventurous riders, BMW debuted a more capable F650 GS Dakar for the 2000 model year. The Dakar-badged F650 GS upped the ante in a number of ways to improve off-road performance. Included in the Dakar was a larger and skinnier 21-inch front wheel with a 90x90x21 size tyre over the 19-incher of the base 650. 
Suspension travel was bumped up by 40mm in the front and 45mm in the rear, and a rather flashy Dakar graphics kit let everyone know that this was the top dog in the F650 family of the time, and nicely set it apart from the solid colours of the base model. The biggest change for this era came in 2004 with the new twin spark engine and refined engine management system. This upgrade boosted the GS's fuel economy by a claimed 6% at 90km per hour to an astonishing 2.6 litres per hundred, while at 120km per hour it was 14% better at 3.5 litres per hundred. Peak power and torque figures were unaltered but the maximum torque was lowered in the rev range. Visually, the 2004 GS gained a new front mudguard that was similar in design to the R1200 GS's unit. It also had a new screen and larger headlight while the luggage rack was improved to allow a top box to be fitted without the interim plate. A power socket was also added as standard. BMW produced the F650 GS as a single cylinder machine all the way through to 2007, when the F650 model was completely redesigned. For 2008, BMW completely dropped the single-cylinder motor and moved to a larger capacity 798cc parallel twin design. Strangely, and for a reason nobody quite understands to this day, these new parallel twin machines were still called the F650, despite logic dictating a name similar to F800. However, the Rotax-designed single-cylinder wasn't gone forever from the BMW lineup. With an outcry from the public and demand for the smaller machines, seeing a rebirth of the single-cylinder F650GS as the G650GS in 2008 for a select few markets around the world, including Australia. These 650GSs were largely an update of the pre-2007 design with a new headlight, cast alloy wheels and new instrumentation, the main changes. The engine was still the same Rotax design, however the new motors were primarily built in China and shipped back to Germany for final assembly. You can actually tell the difference between the original Rotax assembled engines and the newer units by the colour of the engine, silver for the European assembled unit and black for the Chinese. The G650GS also received some technical upgrades over the F650GS of 2007, with the engine now producing an additional 3 horsepower bringing it to a total of 53, and receiving a stronger 400 watt alternator to help run the accessories. In the United States and Australia, ABS adhesive grips also became standard equipment instead of additional cost options. As they had done before, BMW also produced a more off-road friendly model of the G650GS family in the form of the G650GS Suteo. With the company no longer boasting direct links to the Dakar Rally, the name Suteo was chosen to represent a more adventurous model, with Suteo being the Portuguese name for Badlands. Again, the uprated model featured a 21-inch front wheel like the Dakar model before it, but this time BMW had to swap both wheels for spoked units thanks to the base model G650GS running cast alloy wheels. Suspension travel was also increased by 40mm, to give the bike more off-road ability. The G650GS Sateo proudly continued the tradition of standing out from the crowd with a unique set of graphics. By 2011, BMW had decided to sell the G650GS worldwide, with the single-cylinder model a quiet achiever amongst the range, as it was still considered to be the entry-level machine into the BMW Motorrad lineup. The last G650GS rolled off the production line in 2017 as the model was quietly discontinued from the BMW Motorrad lineup. 
There was no fanfare or celebration to mark the end of the remarkably long line of production, dating back nearly a quarter of a century. However, BMW wasn't giving up on the single-cylinder GS just yet, and within a year of the G650 GS going out of production, BMW once again had a small-capacity single-cylinder motorcycle as the entry point to the cult of GS. The G310 GS brought a small 313cc engine and the same adventure touring ability of the F650 and G650s before it well into the reach of novice and beginner riders. And we'll talk more about the G310R and GS in a later episode. This episode was written by Matthew Day Gillett, voiced and produced by Raymond Huron, a Kiwi Rider podcast production. If you haven't already, I'd like to encourage you to check out facebook.com forward slash GSRallyNZ. Find out all you need to know about the GS Rally New Zealand coming up November 6th and 7th around the mighty Wairarapa. It's around 330 kilometres of tarmac and gravel and if you've got any inkling to get off-road, I highly recommend you come and join us. We'd love to have you along. That website again, facebook.com forward slash GSRallyNZ. Thanks for listening to High Beam, a BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast produced by Kiwi Rider, celebrating 40 years of GS. Join us at the GS Rally Wided Upper November 2020 in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GS Rally NZ. That's G S R A L L Y E N Z. Thank mm-hmm. you.